Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. Show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Halt and Catch Fire. Today, we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 8, titled... The two fourteens. Oh boy, this episode is amazing. It is absolutely phenomenal. Every single second of it is brilliant. And I genuinely believe, as good as the first seven episodes of this show are, I really think this is where... Halt and Catch Fire kicks into high gear. I really think this is where it starts to go from a really, really good show to a truly great show. This is where it starts to show off how brilliant and masterful and poetic and beautiful it can be at its absolute best. This is truly the moment where Halt and Catch Fire delivers its best case for why it is so amazing and why you should devote your time to it for these 40 episodes. This really is the moment. Uh, This and the next episode, where if you're not into it by then, it's not going to happen. Because I think every show has that moment. I think every show has that moment where it's just like, If you're not into it by now, it's not going to happen. This and episode 9 are very much that moment. It is so, so freaking amazing. And this really is the part of the season where it kicks into high gear and it starts this epic race to the finish. It starts this epic race to the finish with these last three episodes. These last three really, really phenomenal episodes. And I cannot express how much I love, like, this particular hour of television. Like, this is the moment where I was like, okay, Halt and Catch Fire is something special. Like, this is the moment where I was just like, okay, I need to be watching this show and I need to be paying attention to it. Like, this is the moment where I was like, this is brilliant television. Like, this isn't just some rando thing that's really really good but is destined to just be one of those things where you watch it appreciate it and then never talk about it again like this is otherworldly television this like really was the final nail in the coffin to get me to become a halt and catch fire fan and like become so engaged with the next several years of this show right up until the bitter bitter end so this episode begins and everyone's prepping for comdex comdex is the big thing that's going on and we're prepping for it everyone's excited for it it's a big deal 
Uh, they're getting the booths. They're getting parties set up. Uh, they're doing everything they can to ensure sales of the giant. Uh, they got a really prime booth location. Uh, checks are being written. Everything is going perfectly. And I mean, yeah, sure, Gordon's pissed because he's not gonna go. He actually spends, like, the first several minutes of this show bragging about how great Comdex is. And he's like, man, I can't wait to go to Comdex. Comdex is gonna be awesome. And then someone breaks the news to him, hey, like, Joe's going on his own. You're not going to Comdex. And then he, like, just bursts into Joe's office and is like, what the hell, man? And they have this big argument. Gordon tries to do his guided meditation and then just throws the tape against the wall. So there's that little kerfuffle happening. But for the most part, like everything's looking up. For the most part, uh, there's a pretty solid trajectory of the Giants going to be a thing. The Giants going to have uh, a platform to market to people. And then Cardiff shows up. And he's like, hey, boss, I've decided to reconsider funding this PC division. I think I want to spend money on the PC division. Because I haven't done that before. And, okay, look, they hinted at the idea that uh, Boz would get involved in some hacking thing at the end of the last episode. I totally forgot to mention it, but they did very much hint at it. But they never flat out stated what Boz was planning to do. So at this moment, you're kind of just left with all these context clues of, oh shit, what did Boz do? And he's just, like, he looks mortified. He looks absolutely terrified at this prospect. Like, he... Like, he knows at this moment, he's screwed. So he kind of tells off Cardiff, uh, goes into the conference room, talks about how uh, the people who made the machine are the best... Thing about it, uh, you need to market this machine based on the people, uh, blah, 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 gives this nice little subtle send-off, and then is arrested by the FBI for hacking, for computer crimes, because apparently he had the brilliant idea when the PC division was running out of money, to hack Cardiff's bank account and steal money from Cardiff's bank account. So the FBI comes, they arrest Boz, uh, they seize basically everything, although Gordon, upon seeing the FBI, immediately just dives into the giant and gets uh gets the actual operating system out 
Makes it so that they can't find that. Makes it so that's not there. And just sets it aside for later. So there's some hope. I can't talk. There's some hope here. All is not lost. But as everyone's being kicked out of the building, as the division's being shut down, Joe sets Cameron aside and is like, Hey, uh, Boz doesn't have the technical knowledge for this. Did, did you? Did you hack? Did you hack Cardiff's bank account? And Cameron, of course, is like, Yeah. So, not only is Boz going to jail for hacking, but Cameron is also... Well, first off, she is the real hacker, but in the eyes of the law, she is technically an accomplice. She did all the work. Boz is the mastermind, but she was really the muscle of that hack. But at the moment... Only Boz is being scrutinized. Only Boz is being implicated. Uh, They can only manage to get Boz. So Boz... Okay. This is the episode that really made Boz my... uh, One of my favorite characters ever. I love Boz. Boz is the best. (laughs) He is just the wonderful father figure that... Everyone needs. (laughs) He is this, like, wonderful, charming, down-to-earth father figure uh, that this show very much deserves. And all these characters very much deserve. Like, he started out hating the idea of a Cardiff PC. Hating the idea of Joe McMillan coming in and forcing Cardiff's hand and making a PC. And then over the course of the season, he's been slowly, like, mellowed out, mellowed out, mellowed out. He's slowly been made to believe in this more and more and more and more and more until eventually. Until eventually he believed so much in this card of PC, in the giant, that he literally goes to prison for it. He commits a crime And goes to prison for it. And does it without even flinching. Like at no point does he have any regrets. At no point does he start flipping on anybody out of spite. At no point does he try to take back this insane decision he made. Because he did it because he believed In this product that they were making. They believed. He believed so much in this PC that Cardiff was making. That Joe was making. That Gordon was making. That Cameron was making. And he ended up being sort of the martyr. For the giant. Like it's this amazing turnaround. That is so brilliantly handled. So beautiful, and I absolutely love it. Like, it just solidified Boz as just this really, really brilliant character 
Uh, one of my favorites, if not my favorite of this entire show. He's great. He's awesome. I love Boz. Very much so. He's the best character. But anyway, Joe, Gordon, and Cameron uh, meet in Gordon's garage and are just yelling at each other. Uh, like, Gordon's chewing out Cameron, chewing out Joe, like, hey, what the hell? You two are insane. You two have just gone nuts. You two have just completely derailed everything. And Joe's like, oh, don't, don't lump me in with her. I'm just as mad as you are. And Gordon's like, oh, Joe, you'll always come out on top. Every time something goes wrong, you'll come out on top. Remember the thing that happened with the BIOS? And Cameron's like, wait, what? And Gordon's like, oh, you didn't hear? Joe crashed the BIOS for publicity. So that's out in the open. That's a thing that happened. That's a thing that Gordon said. And Joe, sticking to his guns, immediately gets punched by Cameron. And then Cameron just walks away. Deserved. Deserved 100%. Oh, also, Gordon goes back in the middle of the night and steals the giant. Like, just flat out steals. All the essential components of the giant. So that's also a thing. Uh, While all this is happening, Donna's having some issues of her own. Because there was still that thing of the almost affair with her boss that is hanging over her head. The boss comes over to her house one night and they have a very awkward exchange where the boss is like, yeah, I, I shouldn't have come here. I'm sorry. I'm I'm gone. I, I'm sorry. I, I can't. I, I can't do this. And I was like, yeah, OK, that, that's fine. It, it, it's all right. It's, it's whatever. So they're in this, like, very awkward position. The boss ends up resigning from T.I. All this while Gordon is spiraling out of control yet again. And saying, "Ah, it's all falling apart. It's all falling apart again. Ah!" And then going even crazier when he, like, steals the giant. And Donna comes in and is like, what the hell? Isn't that, like, evidence or something? Like, what? No, you just stole from a crime scene. And then Gordon does this whole monologue of, like, hey, you need to, like, we're both crazy. And then you decided to be sane. You need to be crazy with me. And then Gordon, in this incredible, incredible moment, finally admits... That the symphonic was a piece of shit. He finally admits, yeah, this thing that I was so invested in, this thing that I wanted to, that I wanted to succeed so badly, this thing, uh, the flame of which I've been carrying for years and years and years since it failed, Yeah, it was a piece of shit. And he just throws it on the ground and it's like, yeah, 
You were right to pull the plug. You were right to tell your dad to stop funding us. Like, that was destined to fail. But this isn't that. This is better. This is the giant. This is an incredible PC that can change everything. Like, this was all... Like, meant to be. And so, while Donna goes to get Cameron and Joe back... While Gordon go, do, go bleh, I can't talk. While Gordon goes and does that, Donna calls her mother and is like, "Hey, so, uh, me and the girls are gonna come stay with you for a bit. Uh, just pick them up. Come over and pick them up." I'm gonna talk to Gordon when he gets back. And I don't want them to be here when I do. And at that moment, your heart just sinks like, oh no. This is the moment that Gordon's been trying desperately to avoid the entire show long. The moment of Donna leaving Gordon because Gordon's just gone freaking insane. Gordon's gone too far off the reservation. Gordon's gone too crazy. Gordon has become so much of a train wreck that Donna is finally saying, I've had enough and I'm leaving. And it's looking like that for the longest time. But then Donna goes and checks out the giant. Spends a little bit of time with that. And it's like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then she finds a ring. Which we find out in the next scene is the engagement ring that Gordon almost got her. But then she pawned for like a a new computer or whatever. Like, and it's this beautiful story that Gordon tells later on of, like, yeah, I, I bought this, like, decoder ring to propose to her with. Uh, I couldn't find it, and then Donna came back and is like, hey, here's this computer. I pawned off the the ring to get it. You can get me a ring when we sell our first PC. And then... Fast forward to today, Gordon's like, yeah, I know we're going to sell this at Comdex. So I'm getting her the ring again. And Donna finds this. As this is happening, uh, Gordon is regrouping with Cameron and with Joe. Uh, He finds Cameron in an arcade and is like, hey. Uh, you need to come back. We need to go to Comdex, uh, because, heh, <laughs> you don't want me explaining your OS. He does this great thing where he, like, intentionally gives the worst explanations possible for the OS. And Cameron's like, yeah, this isn't gonna work. And then Gordon says, like, oh, it's like having your mother in your computer, right? Smash cut to Cameron <laughs> going to Joe's with Gordon. 
and he knocks on Joe's door. Joe doesn't answer. Cameron goes in with the key. There's this really funny moment where Gordon sees how empty Joe's apartment is and is like, damn it, he's left. He's gone. He cleared out. And Cameron's like, no, this is just how he lives. Although, Gordon's not wrong. Because Joe went back to New York and had a sit-down with his father and is like, hey, is IBM building a portable? Because he heard that on a call at one point. And the dad's like, yeah. And then Joe kind of eviscerates his father for the treatment of his mother. Like just sending her away, making him believe she was dead long before she was. And the father justifies it with like, hey, she was she was an addict. She was high on the time, all the time. She almost killed you. And you kind of see this almost tender moment of like, hey, like I did that because it was best for you. I did you a favor. And you can tell he genuinely believes that, even though Joe might not see it that way. And Joe, in this moment of weakness, says, okay, I'll come back to IBM if I can head up the portable. And the father's like, okay, yeah. So he comes back from New York. And finds Gordon and Cameron in his apartment. And he's like, yeah, I'm I'm just here to pick up some things. I'm going to IBM to build a portable that will actually see the light of day. And then Gordon's like, hey, screw you. Like, this is, like, you made us all crazy. You can't suddenly become sane. We're all insane people because you came in and pushed this PC so heavily and pushed it forward and pushed it forward and pushed it forward. Now you actually have the opportunity to be a real visionary and you're just backing off like you're a coward. You only want to be a visionary if you think it's going to be a sure thing. And Gordon lays out all this of like, hey, uh, so I have the giant... We need to go to Comdex. We just need your money. And Joe's like, well, okay, look. I mean, I'm on board. You've given me a great pitch, but, like, I don't have anything. All I have are my clothes and my car. And Cameron's like, hey, uh, how much is the car worth? (laughs) So Joe sells his car. And it's just, like, smash cut to them driving, like, some piece of shit to Gordon's house. And Joe's like... Oh, such a good car. (laughs) It's like, let it go. (laughs) Let it go, Joe. It's gone. Uh, Gordon comes back. Donna's all packed, waiting for him. And she's like, I'm going with you. And it's this moment of insane relief. Like, oh, thank God. Oh, we knew what this looked like. We knew what Donna was planning for a hot minute. Oh. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Power couple marriage saved. Like, it's such a relief. Like, you're made to believe Donna's gonna leave. Donna's gonna leave. Donna's gonna leave. She even believes it for a minute. Donna's gonna leave. Donna's gonna leave. Donna's gonna leave. And then, last minute, like, yeah, I'm going with you to Comdex. You were right about me being crazy. 
So they all get in the car. Uh, they make one last visit over to Boz, where uh, he and Cameron have a really sweet moment. Like, go to Comdex, sell this PC for me. Uh, it's really, really beautiful. And then they drive to Vegas. And that's where the episode ends. My god. So, uh, Comdex is gonna be a thing. Can't wait to break that one down. We only got two more episodes left this season. And as I've said, like, this is kind of the moment where it, like, really kicks into high gear. Where it really, uh, becomes this race to the finish. So these last two episodes, they're gonna be pretty phenomenal. They're gonna be pretty frickin' fantastic. So get ready for that whole deal. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just to push up a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Today is Double Archive Tuesday, which means later today we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 9. Talk to you then.